Thank you. to Confessions of the Drummer, the podcast. My name is Eric Flink. For the duration of the podcast, I will be known as Drummer. Thank you. I uh, know I haven't really been putting much of these out in a regular cycle. Uh, I think the last month or whatever ago, I put out two in a row. So that was a little bit more output than usual. But I took a longer break in between the two, and uh, things have happened personally to me as a drummer. <laughs> and as a person, it happens personally. But I figured I'd just drop another one here to, I don't know, put it out for whoever's listening, I guess. There are a few of you. I've seen some numbers. Not very big, but there are some. Um... I uh, start where I usually do. Uh, my band Odyssey has uh well, we put a couple gigs under our belt now um, with this new lineup that we've been working with. Um, if you want my thoughts on the lineup as it's changed, you can go back to the previous podcast that I've released. I uh, definitely cover that. Um, but we've played about I think the three gigs now under this lineup and each one's gotten better we're definitely uh, getting used to the dynamic of the four of us together as a unit and uh, it's panned out pretty good so far I've been happy with how it's been going um, we did a private party I think that was about three weeks ago now or is somewhere in there and it was fun. <laughs> it takes a a little bit to get that kind of thing dialed in sometimes because when you play a private party, especially with us, because this is the first one I think we've ever played, um, you kind of just have to ease into it a bit because at least my thought was, well, this isn't the music we play isn't you know usually a go-to for. A, a birthday party or, you know, the, the person's birthday, it was a person I knew, this guy was celebrating, I think it was 60th, older guy, but I've known him for a long time, surprise party, um, his wife hired us, I know her too, of course, but they, she hired us, um, sight unseen, really, they hadn't come out and seen us at any gigs or anything like that. I don't know if they've heard material on the internet or Facebook or whatever. It never occurred to me. Never, They never said anything. But So we went and did the party and everything. And it was, I just had this feeling of, I don't know if, it, I think I was ner more nervous than the rest of the guys. Because I, I said at one point, I'm like, I know everybody here and you don't. Um, <laughs> but... It was interesting to say the least. We really got to work out our uh, mus musicality, I guess, because at some points you just kind of let it go, and that was definitely a day where it did happen. It was a good bonding experience, I guess, probably among the four of us. Um, the week after that, we went and played. Uh, Orchid Island Brewery in Vero Beach, Florida, and had a good time with that. It was 
sonically interesting. It's it's a tight space, and I think we did get a little louder at points, but, you know, what are you going to do? It's music. And it was a good good show. We did quite a bit of material. I thought the first set was really strong. The second set was all right. Kind of actually listening to the playback, I thought it was, in terms of what I did, I was a little rocky in some parts, I thought. I had fluctuating tempos and stuff like that. And sometimes that happens when you're really trying to control your volume, the tempos just kind of, I, I have a tendency to do that where it totally changes tempo. <laughs> just a little behind the beat, I think, is probably a better explanation for it. But it was, in that venue, I always get a little squirrely because of the, the space. Um, you're right on top of each other. So communication isn't really that difficult, but it's more of a, the sound issue. I always try to make sure that I'm not trying to play too loud. And sometimes with four guys in a band, you're just going to have a bit more volume and yeah, but it was a fun gig. Um, we're coming up on another one here this Saturday. It's a new venue for us. It's a stop two on the brewery tour that we're doing. Um, it's Walking Tree Brewery in Vero Beach. Again, back to Vero Beach we go. Um, but it's, from what I'm told, and I've seen some photos and videos of the place and whatnot, different bands have played there, but I've been told it's an old airplane hangar that they converted into a brewery. So this should be interesting. It's August in Florida in a giant warehouse-like structure. Probably no air conditioning. So we're going to have a lot of fun with that and bring plenty of changes of shirts. But it should be fun. Um, we've been looking forward to this one for a long time. Uh, it's It seems like a good place to play. The people that... Um, we've dealt with uh, from Walking Tree have been very very courteous, very nice uh, pleasant experience so far so I'm, I would imagine I would continue and I'll probably uh, update you about that a month from now going on my current rate but um, yeah Get, the band is doing well we have music out there and some some of the live cuts from of the uh, gigs I've been talking about, they're available on SoundCloud. Just search Odyssey, O-D-D-E-S-S-E-Y. Um, Odyssey also did a, a podcast as a band. That was probably about, released about a month ago, I think. Um, I think the last time I did a podcast for this... I mentioned that we were, it was coming up, but uh, it did get released and it's out. I reposted it on all the various social media portals. But uh, it was a fun podcast as the four of us just sat there. We were talking to Raincat Recordings, which is a recording studio slash music collective that's here in the Treasure Coast of Florida. Brian and Jeff were just top notch. They were really fun. The to chat with and you know asked us some very fun questions we just had a good, good hang and I think it shows in the podcast um, that can be found on 
Raincat podcast on SoundCloud. I don't think they have anything on iTunes or or that yet, but I know they're out on SoundCloud. So if you just search Raincat podcast, you'll find Odyssey. There we are. Boom. So that was a lot of fun, and uh, I can't listen to it anymore. I think I listened to it twice. Um, and the same with this podcast. Once I put it, you know, to tape, and then do all the editing and put it up. I don't usually listen to it again. Uh, just can't stand the sound of my voice, I guess. But it's it's something where it just it yeah. that the raincat one. I could listen to it two times, and I just got sick of my the whole thing. It wasn't anybody else. I could listen to anybody, everybody else for a long time. They just cut out my parts. Just give me a recording of just everybody else except me. I probably listen to it every day. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just never listen to myself. That's all. I can listen to my music. That's a kind of a given. Um, which, in the way I play drums too, it's kind of a necessity because I learned through my mistakes, really. Um, but just can't listen to that voice. This one. No good. Speaking of, uh, well, I know I'd always call this Confessions of a Drummer. You talk about your band, Eric, all the time. It's Odyssey, this, Odyssey, that, stop. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I'll drop a little thing here and there about how I approach drumming, I guess. I might as well. I didn't just name the podcast just to be snarky. I don't think that's a snarky title. Anyway, I'm punchy this morning. I've only had about four and a half hours of sleep, so... One thing I do frequently uh, is get audio, what I call audio playback, you know, just basically just get the live recording of whatever you just played. Uh, we we do it with Odyssey at our gigs. We have a, we live track all of them. We re live track the rehearsals. Um, and then Derek, our guitar player, he's also pretty much the AV guy in the band, takes all the tracks and mixes them and masters them sometimes, if they're good enough for release, but it'll mix them up and uh, distribute them back to us, and then I'd go back and listen to it, and pretty much almost every one of them, there's been a couple times where I just can't stand what I'm doing in a song, so I'll just stop listening, <laughs> but I'll go back to it eventually and just kind of pick up on, you know, whatever, but what I do with the recordings a lot of the times is when I'm listening to them, and I have a lot of time to them, I'm a pool tech by day, and I just listen to them and pick up on things that I did that were good, in my opinion, and things I did that were bad, in my opinion, and I kind of, you know, especially if it's something where I'm trying to, I hear something in a song that we're doing, and I hear a passage where I could either change, you know, kick pattern, uh, a fill pattern, you know, just the ones, twos, threes, and fours of the whole thing, and uh, it's come up with some interesting ideas, for me at least, but it also helps me solidify the song, <clears throat> excuse me, solidify the songs in my head so I have a running template that, you know, works every time, basically, 
in my estimation. This is all opinion. But, um, it's a very interesting, I don't know how many people do this type of thing. I think a lot of people would listen to the playback, I guess, maybe everybody. But for me personally, it helps me to expand on, you know, my sound and everything. The uh, different layers that I can add to a song or take away from it, too. Um, it's not just limited to adding. It's also taking a lot of stuff out that you hear. That, okay, I could have done without that one extra hit on the snare. Or, you know, maybe add one on the hi-hat in place of it and see what that sounds like. You know, as a drummer, you do those kinds of math problems a lot. I do. <laughs> and coincidentally, I'm not very good at math. Uh, terrible. Just can't. Uh, I passed my algebra class at Art Institute by Googling all the answers, literally. Calculator and all of that. Um, I, bad boy, I know. But uh, you lay out the construction of a song initially when you learn it, and you kind of get the, the gist of it, and that's when I always like to get the playback, is when we first start doing something, and then I can hear, you know, everything going on at that moment in time, that we're all learning something new together at the first time, and then extrapolate it, and then the next time we go in and do it, be it rehearsal, sometimes it's a sound check at a gig, um, you'd, I start to disassemble it a little bit more and then put it all back together usually by that second go around it doesn't always work that way but that's for something that's relatively easy or something that's really accessible or something I really know you go into it right away yeah you're gonna probably pick up on that really quick if not the first time and definitely get the second so uh <laughs> I, like I said, I think a lot of people do it the same way, but I don't think I'm original in it. But that's just my process of uh, how I learn more every every time I play, you know. So, technique be damned. I'm going to learn how to do a single stroll, stroke roll <laughs> at the end of that song instead. But I digress. One thing I did pick up on, I just, Fish had just finished their Baker's Dozen, which was 13 uh, performances, I guess would be the best way to put it, 13 shows at Madison Square Garden. I think it went over the course of 17 days, it had days off. But after wa uh, watching a lot of the video from that, um, listening to the music from it that they did, which was phenomenal, uh, John Fishman's one of my uh mentor drummers, you know, I always look to him for, it helps that I, we cover some fish, but, you know, I always, I've been using that kind of template for a lot of what I do, it just seems, even though he plays this complicated stuff a lot of the time, and it's very intricate in parts, I just basically said the same thing twice, um, you know, I, it's a very deep well that I draw from with fish as far as my musicality. So, But after watching a lot of the footage and, and as the streams were out and listening to it, 
I picked up on a lot of different techniques techniques that I can use, I think. I bet they'll kind of go over them again and actually apply them. I haven't been able to as of yet, but just seeing how Fishman plays in certain situations and, you know, in the compositional structured areas, you kind of know what that's going to be. But then when he goes free form and they go into jam mode, then he's, you know, you see the map of his mind in a way where he puts it out there differently. Um, one thing I tend to do a lot with almost any drummer that I listen to or see is I play along with in my head, but then I go my own way um, for fills, for the beat, whatever, you know, you just, I, I just tend to think of another way to do it or, you know, however that works. And with Fishman, I found that I was mentally going the same places a lot of the time, which was very interesting to me because it seemed like it wasn't that he was predictable. It's just that I knew in my head where he was going because I could, you know, I was thinking of it the same way, I guess, in my own <laughs> slightly detached 2,000 mile away uh, way. But uh, it, I found it interesting that that happened, but I did, you know, learn a few technique things from watching that and hopefully be able to apply it soon and make something happen and start wearing a dress on stage. So, but yeah, uh, drumming. Wow, boom. It's great. <laughs> I think I'll call the episode on that note. Like I said, I'm very devastatingly tired at the moment, so... But I figured I'd say what up to y'all out there. Yay. If you want to uh, check out any of the music that Odyssey has put out, we're available on Facebook. <laughs> Odyssey Jams. Again, it's O-D-D. D as in dog. E-S-S-E-Y. Jams. Um, that's pretty much the handle you can find them. Find us. Them. Us. Who. Just slow down. Odyssey can be found on all social media channels. You just have to look hard enough. You'll know it by the drummer in the back who is probably asleep by now. Anywho, catch you around the next podcast. Like I said, probably about a month from now. Maybe sooner. If I get something to say, I'll just turn the mic on and go. That's how it usually works. Until then... Keep on going.